Hey guys, as a reminder, if you'd like to watch the video of this episode, go to www.waltherarms.com slash Walther Radio. We have Taylor Weldon as a guest today. It's going to be awesome, so stick around. Guns, gear, and training tips from the best instructors around the world. Walther Arms presents Walther Radio. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Chris. Welcome back to episode seven of the Walther Radio podcast. Uh, it's going to be an awesome show, as they all are. First and foremost, we have to talk about the Walther 30-Day Money Back Guarantee. It is the sponsor of all of our episodes. Uh, Walther 30-Day Money Back Guarantee says that you can go buy just about any Walther that you'd like. You can shoot it for up to 30 days, 1 million rounds if you'd like. And if you decide that you know maybe you should have got a different size, or maybe you should have just got something else entirely, that's totally fine with us. We want you to get out, shoot your gun and get better with it. Uh, whether it's one of ours or a, you know, a different model, or, or maybe it's not one of ours, it's totally fine. Get a hold of us. We will refund 100% of your purchase price up to MSRP. Uh, we will also refund your tax that you paid on that uh, and the shipping. We will send you a shipping label. So you're really not out anything except your time. Uh, we think that it is the greatest guarantee on the market. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but that's it. The Walther 30-Day Money-Back Guarantee. Um, moving right along, Walther News. We have a new promotion. It just started on uh, the well, the 30th, yeah, October 30th, which is if you buy any PDP new, any new PDP, uh, you will get 100 rounds of Sierra 124 grain, I believe. It's 124 grain hollow point ammunition. Buying ammo is probably one of the worst parts about owning a gun, and it's not a lot of fun. So we uh, we'll just send you 100 rounds of it for free, and it's hollow points. So, um, you know, good carry ammunition, and it's from a reputable brand. Sierra makes amazing quality ammunition. Always have, always will. Proud to be uh, doing that promotion with those guys over there. So, moving right along then to our guest. Uh, this is a fella who you might not be familiar with his name, but chances are you have held or experienced one of his products before. Uh, he created the Magpul DACA pouch. Along with many, many other products, he is uh, currently the creative director of Carryology. His name is Taylor Weldon. He was also, uh, not a lot of people know this, but we're pretty sure he was the inspiration for Dos Equis, most interesting man in the world. Uh, we're, we're looking for a source on that. I don't know if we find one. Taylor Weldon, how are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm great. Good to be here. Thanks a lot. Good, good. A lot, not a lot of people know this, but if Walther has done anything cool... Uh, in the last, what, two years, it's because Pardon. you told us to do it. Uh, <laughs> we, we get a lot of, a little truth get a lot that. of, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> okay, thank um, you. <clears throat> so why don't you tell people just, uh, you know, while you've got their ear here for a minute, what is cariology? Before I do that, I have a question. You, you said that sure. 1 million rounds on that 30 day guarantee, 1 million. Yep. Uh, for me, like whenever I buy a new pistol, I do 30, I, I usually try to test it out for 30 days and I do like, Pretty much one one million fifty rounds. One million and fifty. Yeah, it's like a hard number that I do. One million and fifty. One million. Would 50. Walther still be okay <clears> for after you, that? Taylor? We would we would let that slide. Okay, cool. So but that's then we'd our... also wonder why you were sending our our gun back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. If it was a hard million. You could do fifty. Like... I'll tell you what. I'll give okay. you a fifty round allowance past the one million. That'll okay, work. cool. Thank you. Um. So, what was your question? What is cariology? That is a great question. Um, the Curiology, it started almost 15 years ago now. And it's it started out as a blog. Just a blog. Remember when people were blogging just about yeah. stuff? Um, Before TikTok. Yeah, yeah, basically. And uh, 
it's it's basically exploring better ways to carry. And what that means is carry is both a noun and a verb. And, you know, like here's some AirPods, you know, like the little case that's that they're in, um, that's carry. The AirPods themselves are carry. But the way I carry them in my pocket is the act of carrying. And I'm actually packing for my next trip. I got all these pouts everywhere. This is carry. All this stuff is carry. These are actually carry on each lab. So I'll get to that in a second. But it's the noun and the verb. It's the action of and the systems of and all the, the way that you like to organize things. Like, like I can draw you a diagram of my pockets. I have my, my phone, my wallet, my keys, my knife, my flashlight, my CCW, Walter, of course. Um, you know, I, I'm a weirdo. I like to carry extra cash, my hat. I got all these weird little tricks. But that, that's your carry. All this stuff is your carry. We're exploring better ways to carry. And that's through, you know, helping people achieve their ideal system for themselves. And, you know, whether it's for travel, for everyday carry, um, you know, everyone lives a different life, you know, whether they're always outdoors, sometimes outdoors, office life, whatever. So we, um, we do product reviews and um, do this on the website. We have Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And um, we're on YouTube as well. And, um, and my role predominantly um, I've been with Carol Drew almost 15 years now as the creative director. And we've, we've leaned heavily into the collaborations and these are really fun and exciting. And, and I've, I've designed products for many, many different brands in the outdoor worlds, the travel worlds, uh, EDC and like military tactical um, for some specialized military units in the past, which I can't talk about, go figure. It's always, there's always some limitations when you're designing in-house or even freelance wise. Um, some of these bags behind me I've designed. Um, this is a bag wall. I'll show you a little bit here. If you're For watching, the audio listener, you like, can you say the brands that you, I mean, because they're not small brands. They're brands everybody's. Yeah. So I'll just, I'm not going to say which brands I have or have not worked for, but I'll just, I'll list off some of the brands that are up here on the wall and you can kind of pick and choose maybe some of them I have. That's a Fjall Raven. That's a Filson. Go Ruck. Track out of Scotland. Mystery Rich. That's a North Face. Air. Over there. What's this? Um, that's a Bellroy Yeti. This is a, a vintage World War II Swiss yeah. Army bag from the actual Swiss Army. Some fascinating things about that bag. Uh, the material and how they developed it. So have a corkscrew um, in it? Yeah. No, that's... um, It's... Uh, it's cotton and nettle, sting nettle that they that they had oh, to wow. um, blend together because they ran out of cotton during the World War II efforts. I have a USPS um, messenger bag that you didn't see because that's not allowed to have that. Um, it's a good replica. A, that's yeah, a good a really, replica bag. Super super good replica because I you can't own the real thing. Because Evergoods <laughs> and Mystery Ranch, this thing probably I don't know, one of the most difficult. Backpacks to find on planet Earth, maybe the most difficult. Um, but yeah, they named the unicorn, if I'm not mistaken. So nicknamed the unicorn, which then nicknamed inspired unicorn. this unicorn, which is Unicorn 1.0. Mm. The collaborations, though, um, what I was getting at is when you're in house or working with a freelance design team or whatever, um, there's limitations, and that's the way it is. There's limitations with the manufacturing of firearms. There's limitations with the manufacturing of anything because there's a set price, you know. I've actually asked Walther to make me a titanium Walther, but you know, I'm sure other people want one too, but it's stupid. It would, it would cost like probably five, six to $10,000 per pistol. It's, 
that's not reasonable. So you have to design within some constraints. And that's one of them is cost. Um, not everyone is out to get you. Businesses are out to make money and that's the way things work. But there has to be an acceptable profit margin and you can't just go insane with these things. Like we're designing things that are going to be great quality products that people can use and can afford. That's the, that's the bottom line. When I'm designing like for a brand, like internal and house, you have to hit all these like specific things. But with Carryology and these, in these collaborations, we work with all these really badass brands from around the, the planet, like the best brands on earth, truly. And all those designers are restricted, restricted to constraints as well. And with these collabs, we get to push the envelope because these aren't like inline products. These are things that only get to exist once. So we make limited amounts of them because there's limited amounts of buyers. This is not a mainstream product at all. So we get to really push the envelope and use all these awesome materials that I, I specifically remember when I was in-house at many different brands saying, okay, can we use, you know, like it's some brands like, can we use Cordura nylon? And they're like, no, we can use Cordura. And that's for those that don't know, it's K-O-R-D-R-A or something like that. And it's like some knockoff junk fabric, but like, some brands like, no, we can't use Cordura. It's too expensive. It's like $16 a yard, you know? Um, but, you know, for these collaborations, we're using stuff that's like mm -hmm. custom made, never, never before seen, custom developed, like $80 a yard. Like that's absurd. But, you know, there's a smaller amount of them. So we get to really have some fun and push the envelope. And like the, the brands and their designers, they get to do stuff that they've always been wanting to do that they pretty much haven't gotten to do before. Um, and same with me, I got, I'm kind of getting to like live this dream of having, you know, I mean, there's some restrictions. They can't be like made of you're like diamonds. An, well, you're an Imagineer. You're the hired yeah. imagination for some of the coolest companies in the world. Um, well, and you I'll know, again, I, I feel yeah. like you're very good at going over the top in such a cool way. I was curious if you would be willing to share uh, the story about the samurai. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's. Mm. And people always ask what my favorite collab is. My answer is always the next one. But I gotta okay. say, there's like, it's it's always the next one, the next one, the next, mm. whatever the next one is. Um, but one of my like all time favorites is the Samurai, and that's with a company called GoRep. You know, many of you listening or watching are probably familiar with. And I actually have it right here because I was just using it. Um, and this thing is. It's absolutely insane. Um, I'll do a little close-up. And you can read about this on Carology.com for more detailed photos that are from a webcam. From so, the bottom, this hot chair. So they, uh, this is GRXC2. And the reason it's two is because we, we did GRXC1, and that was made out of Dyneema, which is the strongest uh, material on Earth. It's kind of like spider silk. It's... Um, super lightweight but super super strong so that was based on a kind of like a fictional character um like a space uh marine from the future or something that was kind of made up and that was, that was kind of fun um and it kind of fit the theme of the dyneema the feature material the patch was made out of laser engraved titanium and so the grxc program number two number three number four they're all going to be based off of some sort of warrior whether it's from fiction or from history and for me, I always knew the second one, as long as the first one did well, was going to be the samurai. Just such a cool character from history. So I wanted to go 
you know, pull out all the stops on this. And here's an example of like how a brand that doesn't make sense for an inline product, which just way over the top. So I wanted to use um, fabric from Japan, um, pat, uh, like patterns related to samurai from Japan, um, and basically everything inspired by Japanese history and samurai history. I actually custom developed this fabric, and this is one of the expensive fabrics I was talking about here, is this is Japanese denim. And actually had to find a Japanese denim mill to agree to make black Japanese denim with sashiko threading. And sashiko is basically how historically the Japanese in Edo period, if I'm not mistaken, would repair um, their clothing. And you actually add, it means little, little stabs is what sashiko translates through. And... Basically, it's these little reinforced stitches on the fabric. Um, and basically, this is a knot off of the shelf fabric. And this mm. is not something easy to do. It's not practical to do. And I wanted it at 15.5 ounces for those denim heads. You know, that's a good weight. Um, and it could not be any less because it's for a durable, heavy-duty backpack. And basically, the Japanese suppliers... I spoke with many. They're like, no, just no. And it that's that's impossible. That'll never happen. Good luck. And I finally found one through a, a contact of a contact, and they agreed to do it, but they couldn't do it anything under. I think it was twelve ounces. They could only do under twelve ounces, and they were able to do the sashiko stitching and all that. And then I was like, no, it has to be fifteen point five ounces. And somehow they turned some dials and pulled some levers, and they made it happen. So this fabric is custom made. In Japan, a Japanese denim mill to our spec with the sashiko threading. But for those who wear jeans, I'm sure someone listening owns a pair of jeans. They know that um, wearing jeans in the rain, it sucks. Like they just soak up water and like they're not, it's not a great backpack material. Then we sent um, this fabric from Japan to Connecticut to the guys at Dimension Polyant. And they added a waterproof laminated backing hmm. to the backside of the fabric. So this, this fabric has traveled more than most people before it even became a backpack. And then it's coated with another water uh, DWR coating on the top side. So it actually makes it more durable, more water resistant on the front, and then waterproof. So basically you can pour water on this top side forever and it will never pass through. Um, so that's the fabric itself. The, the leather, leather details everywhere. Um, that was partly used in some in some of the armor making. This pattern is um, inspired by some ancient Japanese um, Japanese um, geometric patterns, some which were used by samurai. Uh, there's a whole whole lot more depth to that, and and most importantly, or not second second most important, is these zipper pullers. These are actually silk with uh, shrink wrap coating, like Gorok normally does. But well, this mm -hmm. is silk from Japan. I'm, I'm, you know, OCD has to be from Japan. And the silk is super strong. And this is actually how the samurai join their armor plates together as they tie ropes of uh, silk and then, you know, make their whole set of armor. Hmm. And then the most important part, which is Psycho, I, um, we always have a patch and like a character involved with each one of these bags. And I wanted the character to be designed by a Japanese tattoo artist. So I'm like, I'm not going to use like Dave in Illinois, you know? 
So I had to be a Japanese uh, tattoo artist. And this guy, he, he moved to uh, Los Angeles. And uh, he's a pretty famous tattoo artist. And he designed this patch based off of um, a very famous historic samurai. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He has a long Japanese name. But you can tell it because he's wielding two different swords. And then most importantly, not sure if you can hear that. Mm-hmm. So this is this is made in Kyoto, Japan, by the world's number one samurai armor maker, who's been recognized by the country and government of Japan for like keeping a historic art form alive. And he made this in his shop in Kyoto, Japan. Like he makes full sets of armor that. Uh, you will never be able to afford in your lifetime. <laughs> um, they're they're like so deep. I visited his shop um, like two three months ago, and it's absurd. Every single piece is handmade. The full set of armor, like they made it in the old days, but he made these patches out of the same process that they make samurai armor. And oddly enough, this is about the size of a single plate of samurai armor. So they would they would have bunches of these yeah, plates like and overlap. Yeah, exactly. Like fish scales. So cool. Like, and so it's samurai armor made by the best samurai armor maker in the world, which I, I'm shocked that he even agreed to do this. And he's actually, <laughs> he said, hey, let's do something else together, which I'm like, what? Um, but that's just an example of some of the depth. And I, I that's barely scratching the surface of you know how deep these things go. So I, I'm really like a nerd when it comes to that stuff. I love products. I love carry. And I just go totally wild with all this stuff. And of course, this helped along the way, but you know, most of the stuff I'm like researching for probably years um, to kind of end up where it is. When kind of rightfully so, the amount of demand for products that you create, especially in this carryology line, these, uh, you know, these short, uh, small run, small batch run types of products and things, the demand is outrageously high. Like how many were made, how much did it cost and how fast did it sell out? So I, if I'm not mistaken, these were six ninety five, which is like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, dude, I, I, I didn't grow up with money. I, I didn't come from money. I, like, back, I was like, you know, in my twenties, if you said my backpack was two hundred dollars, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, get up. Now I don't recommend backpacks under two hundred dollars. Yes, you can find some great uh, deals on used bags, and there are bags out there for under two hundred bucks. I think we have an article about that on Carology, bags for under two hundred. But, I mean, this is made in the USA with all of those crazy materials. Like, the margins on this bag are actually smaller than any other bag you're buying. You know, like, uh, I don't want to name names because it makes me look like I'm pointing a finger. But think of any backpack brand you know. This is a smaller margin of profit than that bag. You know, like, go to, go to Target or Walmart or something like that. Like, their, their margins are huge. They are making a huge amount of money off of you and spending this much doing all this work. You make a small amount of money. So there's plenty of these made and there was, there were 695, which is like a new echelon for pricing on backpacks. That's, that's high. And they, um, they saw, I think all of them, it was like less than 30 minutes, which is like, wow. What? (laughs) The the demand's crazy. In fact, we have, um, an upcoming launch with mystery ranch, and this is the Unicorn 1.0. And the Unicorn 2.0, um, that will be, I'm not sure how time works with the recording dates and where we're at now and on this publishes. We're going to be posting this one in like, it's going to be on the first. So we're okay, about 48 hours so, away. 
So if you're hearing, if you're first hearing about this now, I'm sorry because it's already sold out because the Mystery Ranch Unicorn 2.0 based on this one, our first one with them, um, is releasing on the 1st, sorry, the 31st. And that will, I, I can almost guarantee will be sold out by the 1st. But you can look at pictures of it on the uh, website and I'm sure some jerks on eBay will have it listed already. I, I guarantee they will. They'll have it listed on eBay already if you type in uh, Mr. Ranch Karyology Unicorn 2.0 on eBay. Let's. I'm going to gamble. Let, let's take some guesses here. I don't like the scalpers, by the way, but you can't stop them. We, there's no way. I'm going to assume they're going to sell. I think it's 375 for the bag from Mr. Ranch. Uh, 700 bucks. I, I'm the yeah, probably I feel a few like higher. Seems to be yeah. the. I bet there'll be one or two for a thousand. Um, but hopefully they don't sell and then the scalpers don't make the money, but yeah, they, they sell it instantly and they, they go for crazy money. And that's not the intention. The intention is these are, you know, product nerds that are into carry that are designing uh, products for other nerds who are super into carry and super into gear. We're all just gear heads. So these are not for just your average consumer. They're for people who love the crazy shit. Gotcha. So how do you kind of employ this carry lifestyle how do you how do you build that around carrying a gun like what what different things do you do for carrying a gun so you know like obviously i wish um uh traveling international or traveling on a plane was allowed for that but that's just not in the cards so you can do it they just don't like that yeah yeah <laughs> they don't like it i they were telling me that from jail one time no i'm just joking um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, really, like, the only time, I, I mean, I know some, like, some of my buddies, in fact, Cody, I know, he, he travels to Africa for some big, um, big, awesome hunts. Yeah, you're, I think you're allowed to bring a rifle into, I've never traveled internationally with a, a, a firearm, I, I can imagine the red tape, but flying domestically, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass, and they, they word the, um, uh, the rules, and they're, each airline's different. They, they word it all differently and it's kind of odd. And when you get to the airport, some of the, uh, the people at the counter, they think they know the rules. Like you have to have locks mm -hmm. that only you have the keys to, they cannot have the keys to the lock and it can't be a TSA openable lock. Like wait, they're like, no, we have to be able to open that. Say, like, actually you're not allowed to open it. Like I have the keys and only I'm allowed to have the keys. You can like show them at the airport. So the whole traveling, that aspect, that it's, it's not really like, a thing like I have an otter box case for it. I'm gonna get that new Magpul case, um, the the hard case. That thing looks I dope. like that. Yeah, that does yeah, look looks, cool. Uh, like what a I way better that. foam system than oh my god, pick and pluck. God. So my god, over the pick and pluck stuff. It's all I over love my house. Their video how it shows like the impact, like mm -hmm. how much it moves with the the pick and pluck stuff, and then how much it doesn't move with the Magpul stuff. Super mm -hmm. cool. But but yeah, I mean. Uh, as far as like the let's focus on EDC really, um, and like maybe domestic um, road trip travel, like in a in a vehicle, um, because the airline thing just sucks. You know, can't really even talk about it because it's like put it in a box. There you go. Um, but yeah, like as as far as my my whole EDC and like the way that I the way that I carry, I'm pretty crazy about every single item I carry. I wish I had my EDC on me right now, but I'm just at home. This is my like home little bag wall studio. 
Um, but my keys, like the thing that I hang my keys on, the flashlight that I have my keys on, I have a single, I say keys, but actually I have a single key. I don't even have keys to anything else. I'm like, I'm like crazy OCD about this. It's just for my house. And I'm thinking about removing that and doing like one of the digital things, but I'm also a little bit worried about one of those things like battery dying or something. I just did a biometric lock. It's pretty cool. Yeah. On yeah, your front door? Nice. Yes. Yeah. And, and like, you're not worried about the battery dying or like, so that's, it has like... three. So it has three different ways you can open the door. You can use biometric, okay. which is the way that I've programmed everybody like in the family, yeah. they got their thumbprint in there. And then I also gave them each an individual code, an individual yeah. code. And then yeah. um, it also has then a backup key that's hidden in a hide a key somewhere. somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe that, that is a good option. Cause then man, you have know, cool be to not have any keys. Oh, Ooh, it would good. be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. the world I one day want to live in. And then I have um, all that stuff is titanium, by the way. I still have not found a maker for a titanium key. The flashlight is titanium. The the key hanger is titanium. It's made by some um, some knife maker who it's like a super hard to get key hanger. It's called the Monroe Mega Dangler. Uh, the, the little mini flashlight is saying um, my shunt um, Aeon, I think it is. Um, some really awesome torch maker and then my knife is in my other pocket also titanium it's a giant mouse carryology collab uh riv and then i got my phone in this pocket. like i have it all exactly how i like it and i, I will say i don't want to i don't want to say any a uh, holster maker on here specifically because i still haven't found the right holster maker yet um uh man i've gone through probably seven or more. I know you've recommended some ones to me, and I'm still good on that path. But I, I carry a, a, a 3.5 F, and I, I love that thing. It's like it's the small PDP, and it's that series fits my hand perfectly. It's such yeah, a good I, gun. I, I carry a three and a half inch F series. Uh, Bill Rapier carries a three and a half inch F series. Um, yeah, dude. It's, Jim Dexter like, carries a three and a half. It's funny that yeah. you know, obviously the marketing on it was was geared more female, um, and it's been mm. an excellent gun in that. Uh, you know, we get. We just did, uh, what was it, Well-Armed Woman out in uh, Branson. And, Dope. you know, every everybody loves it. It's cool to it's cool when you see the product that you've designed uh, or the, the person that you see the, the product was designed for. They get their hands on it, and it's like all of the stuff makes sense. So, like, mm -hmm. the, the magazine, you've never seen someone smile so so big with a gun in their hand as a woman who can now finally reach a magazine release on a yeah, full-size yeah, exactly. full pistol. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's, that I was, said, I was a bit it's worried. so easy to carry. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy to carry. Like, I, I was worried when I, when the F or like the marketing towards it, like the fact that a woman who's like anthropomet anthropometrically speaking has a shorter finger than I do can reach the, the magazine release. Oh my God, that's so scary. I'd like, no, I can still reach it just fine. Like, yes, their bodies are built differently, but I was a little worried that like it wasn't going to work for me or it wasn't going to work for like, I'm, I'm a pretty big dude, so I'm not. I wasn't the target market for that, but I, I don't, it's not specific to women. Like it works great for women. And that's, I'm awesome. That's really awesome that that does work for women. But like, the, if anyone's listening and you're on the fence about it, ask, like, don't, don't be a dummy. It's not like, don't, don't let your ego get in the way. It's, it's an, it's the best gun that you don't own right now. I promise. Um, get it. Uh, yeah, it works awesome for me. I'm like six foot. Um, like from uh, seven or eight hundred pounds. So, um, seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I got, I'm not a small guy, 
but it it works awesome on me. I, I love that thing. It was it was really tough to. Uh, I have the uh, the the PDP Pro, and I like the, mm-hmm. the compact. That's my jam. So the, the F series being the compact. Um, I, I wouldn't think say like, oh, you should get the full size. I not for me. It just fits my hand better. The compact, yeah, right in the just hits my palm perfectly. So the PDP Pros, though, I mean, like arguably, is it a better? gun probably like for like a race gun or a you know, performance i got a red dot online um but that feels that's the king though yeah i even do um i think lock grips has uh brass back straps that they make now for the f and they do oh. like mine's all i don't know man gear people are gear people no matter what they're doing yeah, like they exactly uh, yeah um but uh so you're you're very good at telling a story through your products, right? So you have the samurai bag, super cool. Uh, what's your next favorite story that you've told through product? I mean, it's just there's the stupid answer right there. It's the next one. Hey, okay. Well, let let me let me ask okay. you because I don't know the story, and I'm sure the people that are here from your side of of the fence are going to be like, well, of course that was this bag or whatever. I remember Anthony mm-hmm. Bourdain coming up uh, and, and being mentioned at meetings yeah, we had here. What was the tie-in there? Yeah, it's, that's a tough one because, like, I, you know, here's another thing. It's like, I, I've been asked a lot of times, like, man, is this real? Like, is your passion for this shit real? It's like, it's fucking real. I, like, it's 100% real. I love this shit. None, none of this is for hype. I don't even know what the hell that means. Um, I love designing stuff. Take it or leave it. And I live this life that I, like, I live and breathe product. This is my this is my shit. So uh, Anthony Bourdain, if you're not familiar with him, he's one of the coolest dudes ever. Uh, traveler, eater, chef, writer, and um, big inspiration to me, and uh, inspiration to many other people. And this particular it's called the Kaidan range, and it was from Gilrock. We did a Kaidan one and Kaidan two, and I was. It's it's a collection for travel, specifically for travel, and it wasn't like intended to be like the Bourdain bag by by any means. And I wanted to be very sensitive about using a dead man's name in any way um, to inspire a product, but I wanted it to have some ties to him. And so I went through and I was I was trying to find um, a way to connect it. So I was, I've read his books, and I I did not know that he was an author of a comic book, which I thought was wild. And I was like, interesting, interesting. So I, I started looking through some of the stories that, that, that are in the, the book. And I was like looking for a character and, you know, like maybe just a character from an Anthony Bourdain comic, you know, just there's a, there's a connection to him. You know, I'm not like, it's not called the, the Anthony. I think that'd be pretty, pretty fucking lame. It's two on the so, nose. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So just looking through characters and I was like, man, none of these like Jiro was one of the characters. Jiro dreams of sushi. And it's like I'm Jiro bag. I don't know. Um and um the Jiro Dreams of Sushi is a different one. That's that's a that's a documentary. Uh it's I forget what Jiro does in this comic, but um I found this connection to uh ghost stories that he writes about and it's uh called Hungry Ghosts. And what he's getting at in this is the this uh, this game that it's a pretty dope game, uh, frankly. I, I think it's it's all these badass. So all, so the samurai were like raveling, sorry, traveling 
um, badasses through feudal Japan. And they like didn't really like stay in one place and just go up from place to place. They'd have these little huts and like different samurai would like meet at these huts to sleep over overnight, you know, because they're going from one area to another area. And all these badass deadly killers are in this one room. And to pass the time, they um they have tickle fights. No, I'm just joking. They um <laughs> they, <laughs> they they tell ghost stories, which is almost most even more ridiculous. So they're all in this room together with all their deadly swords, with the blood of you know million people on each one of them, and they light a hundred candles in the room. And each candle, uh, through translation, if you will, is called a kaidan. Mm-hmm. And hundred candles in this room. One samurai tells the scariest story. Uh, that he's ever heard, or like it could be a true story, it could be a ghost story or a true story about this epic battle, and you know, like barely getting by with his life. But it's, a, it's supposed to be intended to be like a scary story. And he tells the first story, and then he gets up and blows out a candle. Right now, there's 99 candles. Now, the second samurai, he tells his story. He blows out the next candle. Now you're down to like three candles, and there's like barely any light in this room. You know, it's just it's real dark, and the darkness is coming in. And I've heard 97 super scary and probably pretty damn scary because some of these are real stories. And now you're like, oh man, I'm like, you're, I don't want it to be dark in here. You're, the, you're like the toughest dude on the planet Earth at that time. And you're, not, you're afraid of the dark because you heard all these stories. And each one of these stories is called a kaidan. And the concept is, is kaidan should be, they're like experiences that you can only have via traveling. And you can only really, uh, get them from other people who have traveled from their, their life and their stories, traveling being like open-ended, your, your life, your story. And I, I like that it's like an intangible thing. Like you can only get it through experience and through meeting other people with experience and sharing them that way. So that's what, how I kind of came up with that name, the Kaidan. And it's a you know, direct relation to Bourdain, but not too on the nose, if that makes sense. That's super cool. What was the patch for that one? So that one, oh man, I'm glad you asked. So, man, I, I really set the, the bar pretty high and I make my, my job really difficult. Um, so being that it's a um, a comic book uh, that Bourdain worked on, I went and I see how many illustrators, kind of like famous illustrators, this comic book was... Uh, worked on like because they did they illustrated a different part of the book uh, i was like 11 maybe and maybe some of them uh, i couldn't find at all or you know they just said no but i wanted comic book artists that worked on that comic specifically so i reached out and two of them said yes and so they actually drew some uh kind of en- envisionings of uh, kaidon one of them um redid a um, an ancient Japanese like print on like the kaidan concept or the storytelling. They kind of redid it, redid it in a uh, modern fashion and in, in their own fashion. So actually, having two comic book bar- artists that you know worked with Anthony and actually shared a little bit of insight when I was reaching out to them about working with Tony, as they called him, I was like, whoa, like it's hmm. getting pretty close to the uh, to the intended inspiration. It was uh, that was really cool. I've been getting to work with them and their stamp leather to kind of keep it you know, murdered out black on black. Um, but that was cool. Yeah. They turned out awesome. And that's spelled K A I D A N. If you want to look that up online or anyone, 
There was the bullet, right? There was a smaller one. There were two different sizes. Yeah. So, so the concept was the bullet is like, uh, I'm doing this big, like the backpacks this big, but bigger. <laughs> um, it's like a 15 liter bag that we, we kind of redesigned a little bit. So it fits inside of the larger GR2, which that's like your travel bag. It's a 34 liter travel bag. And uh, you put the, the 15 liter in the back of it, you know, just when you pack it, pack all your clothes and all your gear on top of that. And then when you get to your destination, pull out the 15 liter bag and then you can walk around the city that you're in. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that. It's having, uh, we call it a 1.5 bag system because you're not traveling with two bags, like a jerk through the mm. airport. You have one bag on your back, you get there, you pull out your smaller bag and now you're not, you're not bumping into like, I was just in Japan Last week, man. What's the yeah, I was going to ask about anymore? that next. We'll, I guess we'll get to that. But I was in Australia, Japan, and Taiwan for almost four weeks, uh, less than a week ago. But yeah, like the, the subways in Japan, particularly, are very, very tiny. You cannot. I already take up too much room in Japan. Just like, just standing on the street, I'm taking up too much room. Way too much room. I, I stand those little pods. But anyway. So the 34 liter bag, like that's made for international travel, but you, you can't have that on a subway. You can't have that in the, even like in a U.S. city, like New York City, that'd be too big walking down the sidewalk. So you pull out your 15 liter bag. And now you're agile. You have all your stuff in your Airbnb or hotel or your friend's house, whatever. And now you can just be mobile on the go. Like you don't need to be carrying seven days worth of clothes to go out to get coffee on at your travel destination, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I use one of uh, for my my main travel bag is that Peter McKinnon still, uh, oh, the Peter McKinnon camera bag. So you have just recently also got back from what Japan, Taiwan, and Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah, that was. And I, I love travel, and I traveled quite a bit. Um, in fact, uh, I don't think I've ever been to Japan so close back to back. I was there in July, and now five days ago. Um, but yeah, I've been traveling a lot. It's 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 wearing me, it's wearing me thin. But I love travel. I love it. I still want more. But this one was uh, twenty six days nonstop. And it was just out of one one bag. And I think I posted a picture on my Instagram of just my one bag. And it's my Instagram's just my name, Taylor Weldon. That's E N, by the way, not O N. For a joke about that earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, one bag, twenty six days, three countries. It's a lot. <laughs> So that is a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be home. Actually, I leave in uh, two days to go to Florida for the where we run the National Beard and Mustache Championship. <laughs> so that's gonna be oh, fun. nice. That, that's just that's silly. That's something fun to do. People are like, do you take that serious? I'm like, no. We we have fun. It's a great time. <laughs> it's probably it's great a, food. Uh, yeah, it's great food. It's a drinking club with a beard problem. We say. There you go. Um, and uh, so that'll be done in Florida this coming weekend um, in Daytona Beach. Do you get to enter it? You've got a pretty majestic no, beard. No, no, no. We don't get to like. We, I would be like anyone who like beards. This is like a one. No, beard. no. There's a class for you, dude. There's totally a class. Like, like we so, would never compete against each other. Well, like yeah, there's I like different. Pro- I would be classes. there with like the high school seniors with my beard. I think. Like I think we call that junior varsity the, beard the, team. Tied up for that, <laughs> JB team. Uh, and then I think I'm home for a day and then I go up to New York city to, um, to shoot some uh, videos with a group. That's going to be awesome. Can't say who, I don't think I'm not sure. But, um, 
so yeah, secretive. Yeah, the, the the Australia and uh, Japan Taiwan thing that was that was a blast. And yeah, I uh, actually went with my wife to. I was in Australia for two weeks, and then my wife met me in Japan. That was her first time going, and um, and we did Tokyo, Kyoto, went up into the mountains, back to Tokyo, and we, the one night I. Whenever I'm alone, I always stay in those little pod capsule mm-hmm. hotels, just like by yourself. And I told her, you know, we can stay in the, ho- the hotels themselves are pretty much a capsule hotel. They're like the size of this table I'm working on. But when you get to the capsule, they're they're quite small. But I, I had her and I do that the very last night. You're obviously you're separated. There's a women's floor and a men's floor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always do that. They're, they're so much fun. They're uh so it's, yeah, I don't think you can do it anywhere else in the world. That's cool. You ever wake up in the middle of the night just like, oh, I need a bigger bed than this? No. <laughs> Screaming. No, no. I, I think I, I sleep pretty hard in those things because you have like this like curtain that like closes and you're just like, it's bigger than a casket. I don't think I'm ever bigger than a casket. I might have. I don't know. <laughs> I've done some weird stuff in my life. But um, yeah, it's like you have enough room, room to roll out. Even me as a big dude. Um. <laughs> But yeah, you, I sleep super soundly. It's just like silent in there. Like it's yeah. that's cool, and it's it's cheap too. That's why I like staying in there. Nice. So, what is something uh, other than the Unicorn Two, since that's going to probably be sold out by the time this hits anyone's ears? Uh, what's something else you can talk about? Yeah. Um, I'm still pressing bombshell right here on the Walther Radio podcast. Yeah. I, I here want, we go. Yeah. Walther is going to drop a titanium PDP. Boom. We're going to drop uh, no, it no, right I... off the table. Um, it's <laughs> right off the table of the uh, product development team. Yeah. It's probably yeah, not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I wish it would. I, I've been I wish asking the Walther cool. team. Yeah. I want the, I want a titanium. I, I think it's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm big into product and I don't know too much about, you know, the metal on metal stuff. I know t- I know all about titanium, but I don't know about titanium on steel. It kind of wear horribly, but I still want one. I still want one so bad. Just because, I want a yeah. Titan- yeah, sure. all, all titanium, everything. Like like I was saying earlier, like my watch is titanium, my knife is titanium, the blade is steel, obviously. But in my pocket, like all, I want titanium. My, my challenge coin that we made for Terology is titanium. Everything must be. I want a titanium Stetson. Like, so, so that... <laughs> But keep your eyes out for um, for a Walther titanium PDP Stetson. titanium. It's probably and then never going to come after a titanium neck brace. Yeah, probably got, need yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, titanium man, neck brace. We have a ton of stuff coming, man. It's uh, like I'm working on more projects than I've ever worked on in my entire life. Um, some stuff we've talked about. Okay, this might not be public. So how about that? This is a good one. Sure. We're working with a, um, it's a four-letter agency, not a three-letter, four-letter agency on something, something in the works. They, These people uh, send people to space. It's a little little known company. It's called NASA. We're oh, working okay. on something with them. Yeah. I don't know if you heard Doing of NASA. Doing like a Space yeah, Force bag? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, we're working dang, on something. So cool. It's going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a dream. I got to visit NASA H, HQ, um, Johnson Kennedy Space Center, like behind the scenes completely. Like we're down like in the engineering floors and in, in the spacesuit um, construction lab and the soft goods lab. It was like the probably the coolest place I've ever visited. I, yeah, like as far as like a company, that was 
like just like touching things that were like worth hundreds of millions of dollars that actually we all <laughs> not own even from this earth technically. Yeah, and it's funny that they have a, a very firm belief. They're like, yeah, you guys own all this. It was yours. And they're like, well, can I take that out for a drive? Like, well, no. <laughs> well, hey, I, the the fabric. I I wanted to use it on this project. It's like yeah. five hundred dollars a yard or something. Weren't the original the original spacesuits were just sewn together by seamstresses? Isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's like. I don't even know what layerings they used or what, but like they're still pretty impressive, you know, for what they were back then. So, what do you say to the person, someone who takes design and uh, efficiency and storage and things so so seriously as yourself? What do you say to the person who's like, oh, this, you know, I can make a backpack. It's a it's a sack with two straps on it. There's nothing to it. And yeah, I mean, you can say it about anything, and like anything when you really distill it down to. It's purest element. It's, it's quite basic. I mean, take a firearm. It's it's some powder that shoots a heavy projectile. That's all it does. That's all a PDP does. It just shoots something heavy. Just all you really need is a barrel. Like like everything really is quite simple, and when it's and it's in its simplest form. But simple is really hard. Simple is like designing for something simple is incredibly hard like be- beautiful brilliant simple forms are they're few and far between and the reason is like when i've worked you know for any brand in-house or whatever you you can slap all sorts of features and extra pockets and stupid shit all over something and that's easy you know I, i'll just you want me another pocket another pocket okay let's add seven straps you want seven straps backpack straps sure i don't care let's let's add 13 you can add more stuff and listen famous quote that you, you don't achieve design perfection when there's nothing more to add you just you achieve it when there's nothing more to take away and a lot of people don't realize like i mean love them or hate them that that company apple like that's super simple product forms and that's they're inspired by one of my favorite industrial designers of all time Dido rams he worked for um for braun back in the 50s if i'm not mistaken and that dude's a legend he like wrote the book on industrial design and all, a lot of their designs are, I mean, you can type in his name, Apple, you'll see like it's a one-to-one uh, like copy almost, heavily inspired. And he talks about how difficult it is to get something down to its purest essence. Like one of my favorite examples is a, a Bic liner. That's one of my best examples of great design. You know, it's, it's something that just exists. Like you, you might not even own one, you you just have one in your drawer and the first time you've ever seen one, you know how to use it. You picked it up, you know how to use it. And it's like great design shouldn't like change your life. It should just enter your life seamlessly and it should work. And the best thing about the Bic lighter is it's super affordable. It's like a dollar. It's a, the, the supply chain is excellent. It's all across the country. It's in every little gas station you've ever seen. Um, it comes in different colors. Hey, you personalize it to yourself. There's like stupid designs on it too. Um, it's really efficient to manufacture. Um, and it's just simple. You don't, you don't even think about it, but it works every single time. You could, you could take it like to the middle of the jungle to a civilization that's, you know, never seen modern times, give it to them. They're like, Oh, that's how it works. And that's, that's what I love about a design like that is like, it shouldn't be this revolutionary thing. It should be something simple and awesome and, and pure. 
So Taylor, being someone who's really into intricate design uh, and art and just things that are, all things that are cool, what would your Meister manufacturer Walther gun look like? Um, I, I think it would probably be like a stonewashed or bead blasted finish, bead blasted, a little, and uh, titanium, of course, got to be titanium. Not in um, color, but in construction, so it would have to be titanium. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent titanium. And um, I love the, um, I love, I love the the finish and the feel and like the temperature of titanium when you touch it. Probably horrible for a slide, but I don't care. Um, and I would have no no carvings, no engravings. I mean, you can have the the Walther engraving on there because I actually think it was quite nice. Um, but yeah, I don't like any like. Um, flourishing, I, I I appreciate it. Like the one that was, um, the, that's all carved up. Like that's insane. That's so beautiful. But that's not my style. I really like like simple, minimalist, um, you know, pure design. I probably uh, talk to the folks at Aimpoint and have them make a titanium acro as well, or um, yeah, the acro P two. I just toss that out there too, so so it'll sure. match. Um, it what about grips? Um, titanium, titanium, um, with some minimal checkering on there. Probably. I'm not sure the exact design, probably choose some cool, like geometric design. Um, but yeah, all titanium, everything. I, I, I think that there's something there, right? Come on. I mean, it, do this. yeah. I mean, it sounds like titanium is the theme. Uh, what's the yeah, patch really that is. comes I... with the Taylor Weldon Meister manufacturer Walther gun? Well, Ready for this? Drum roll. You can insert that audio now. And Got it. Drum roll, please. It's the, um, it would be a titanium patch, mm-hmm. uh, laser engraved. And um, I'm not sure what the image would be yet. Maybe like, be like a, a Robocop. Um, it's going to look like Robocop's Yeah, ro- Yeah. It would kind of look like it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like one of the Greek Titan gods, because that's where the word titanium comes from, is the Greek titan mythological gods um, that'd be cool yeah maybe robocop greek titan god i could do that and put his helmet on and then what kind of case like would it come in? because that's where you really come in damn well the i think the outer shell would be titanium as well because now we're talking like how many millions of dollars it's <laughs> gonna say this yeah. is gonna be the most expensive handgun yeah uh, and then um and what would the inside be lined with I mean, I, I really love the, the existing case. Yeah, okay. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> U- unicorn hide. Yeah. Um, okay, so back, the back in the day. The stuff they were day, looking for on that. Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, I use this term pretty openly, is the, the color for royalty was this, like, deep, deep, like, purple. This, mm-hmm. this really, really deep purple, like, all, like, bluish black purple. Okay. And it's because they could only, like, only royalty wore it because it would be from a certain, like, uh, shell, seashell creature in the ocean. And, like, it made, like, this much dye, like, well, I'm, like, a person, and it would be, like, hand harvested. So, like, to, to make one garment, it would be, like, you know, tens of thousands of hours of human labor. So, definitely using that um, dye and um, maybe velvet. So, so this is not a gun that. for the people. This is no, no. This is not for people. <laughs> this can't be for the people. This is for insane people. And an Absolutely aim point. Insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an aim point P two. But yeah, I think um, a titanium. 
endpoint T- P2. They, they can do that. Yeah. I mean, I know they definitely have Cerakoted ones now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think in Cerakote, they can CNC mill out of titanium. Yeah. It's just putting a different but, block of something in the machine. Yeah. Right. I just, totally. This is literally how you do it. You just go like this. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Don't even change nothing. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, we are about here at time. It was awesome to have you around and uh, really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have you back. Um, where can people go to learn more about Taylor Welton and karyology and all the cool things that you do? Well, thanks for having me, first of all. I'm, I'm stoked to come back up and see you guys. It's been, uh, been too long. Last time I was up there, there was a giant ice storm, which was actually kind of cool. It was fun hanging out with you guys and building a PPK. That was one of the coolest things of my life. Having frozen pizzas. Yeah, it was awesome. Those are pizzas, baby. They were literally frozen because it was so cold outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to learn more about me specifically, like you asked, the, I just Instagram, I guess, is uh, Taylor Weldon, T-A-Y-L-O-R-W-L-D-E-N, as we were joking. Um, and then if you want to go to uh, careology.com, you can learn about all of our collaborations that are upcoming, um, ones that existed, like the Unicorn 2.0 that we'll have just launched. Sorry that this came out a day afterwards. Um and uh, we also have Instagram, Carology, just at Carology. And that should be everything you need. That's awesome. Uh, that's on my spots. Cool, man. Well, thanks. We really appreciate it. Uh, for the listener, uh, the next episode, episode eight, is going to be with Jay Beal uh, of the performance division for Walther. Stick around for that. And uh, it'll be another great episode as well. That one will be out then uh, on December 1st. So we will see you then. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Walther Radio. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. At Walther Arms, it's our duty to create the world's best performing firearms. It's your duty to be ready. Thanks again for listening.